BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Countdown to tip-off Tuesday, March 29th, wherever and however you're dialed in this evening-ish. Great to have you with us. It, and it's great to have Anson here the whole show. This is going to be fun, it's man. It's good to be here. This will be a first, and we'll see how it goes. A and person a, that has actually <laughs> played in the NCAA tournament and the NIT. Yeah, he, and you know what this is like. This is like to play at Madison Square Garden. What, what's it like for these guys right now as they warm up? Uh, it's probably a little bit of a shell shock just because you know the history behind the Garden and to actually be there playing on that huge stage. You know, the nerves will be rattled a little bit, but I expect them to come out and give a good performance. A triple threat of hosts. I believe for the first time for the, the entirety of a show. Is, it, are we, is this a new thing for us? Well, we'll see how Anson does. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see through the hour. But we're going we're gonna to have a post-game show as well after no the pressure. game on ESPN. No but for the next hour, we're, we're going to have Jimmer Fredette on the show, ESPN's Fran Fraschilla. We'll talk to Dave McCann momentarily. Uh, we'll have a, a story from Kathy Aiken on preparations for the tournament. So all angles covered right here on this special edition of BYU Sports Nation. Normally, this is a rebroadcast. This is live today. Uh, and, and so send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. I believe our Twitter question is, what's, uh, who's your Y factor oh, for yeah, the game? Oh, yeah, we're going back to the well. Who's your Y factor? <laughs> so that's the countdown to t- uh, kickoff thing. Countdown to tip off. Who's your Y factor? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We will tell you ours coming up. As Jerem mentioned, a huge show. Let off by Dave McCann, who joins us now from Madison Square Garden. And Dave, let's start with this. You're in the arena right now. What is the scene like at Madison Square Garden? Well, welcome to the Big Apple. Just down the hall and out that door, it's the chaos of rush hour. Behind us here is actually some tranquility inside the quiet confines of one of the most famous arenas in the entire world. I'm going to step outside, and Russ Merrill's going to shift the camera. The uh, Valpo Crusaders in white today. They're the higher seeds, so they get the home jerseys. BYU a little further down the way in the dark blues, getting ready for a showdown. Both teams feel like they are playing their best basketball of the year. Of course, they're all on three-game winning streaks to get them into the semifinals here in New York City. And uh, we anticipate a pretty competitive battle. 29 wins for Valpo, BYU at 26, and feeling pretty good and feeling pretty healthy, guys. Dave, you mentioned and, and kind of broke the news of uh, Kyle Collinsworth lost 12 pounds last week. How does he look warming up tonight? I can tell you Kyle was the first player out on the floor to warm up here about 45 minutes ago. Came out started shooting threes. The good news is he moves in <laughs> closer after, after he takes those. Uh, he looks good, and uh, I don't think anyone is more excited than he is to get out here and play because he just felt like just felt lousy with the flu that last time out. Told us last night he'd lost 12 pounds, said he'd gained five or six back, was feeling good. I asked him, what does that mean for your legs in the second half? And he said he wasn't quite sure. But getting out here and get the adrenaline and the energy from this arena, uh, he'll be as curious as anybody midway through that second half to see how he feels and whether or not he has the energy to keep driving to the basket. But the good news is he's out here and he is fired up, which is just the opposite of of when we saw him against Creighton. Dave, we're going to check in with you a number of times, but uh, let's finish for now with this. There was some speculation that Nick Emery was going to wear short shorts because of a Twitter thing that he had going on with Zach Selyus. Does he have short shorts on? Well, we've been uh, keeping a close eye on uh, Nick as he's come out and warmed up. And I think, I think that is a game-time decision, much like Jerem's wardrobe decisions every day. Fair Dave, enough. Great stuff, man. We'll check in with you in a little bit.
Dave right. McCann, live from Madison Square Garden, play-by-play specialist for BYU TV. Okay. Short shorts, shorts, game time decision, Listen, man. Listen, shooters, yeah, we don't know what we're going to do till till game time. That's how it works, man. <laughs> Blessing and a curse, I guess, right? How about Blessing some things me. that you absolutely need to know about this BYU-Valparaiso game tonight? And we'll go back to a question that you addressed with Dave, Jaron, and that is the health of Kyle Collinsworth. We just learned that though he lost 12 pounds last week with that crazy flu, and when he was in the dragon's lair resting up, he gained (laughs) six pounds back. Apparently he's been able to keep food down since about Friday, so he's gained six of those pounds back. He's shooting three-pointers in Madison Square Garden. Is that good news? I I, I can't tell. (laughs) But that's good to know that he was the first one out there because last week on Tuesday, you and I were at that game uh, early. Kyle Collinsworth didn't show up until about 20 minutes before, 30 minutes before to warm up at all. And so for him to be out there, and we're seeing live images on uh, BYU TV right now of him warming up, that's great news for BYU Anson to have Kyle Collinsworth back healthy. It's good to, good to have him out there. You know, he just found out he was an All-American this year, and you want to have that leader on the floor going into a battle like this in Madison Square Garden for the Final Four. This is the biggest stage that BYU has played on, so you want to have all your manpower if you can. I'm hoping that Kyle Collinsworth is somewhere in our Y Factor list. We'll get to that in just a bit. As we continue countdown <laughs> to tip be? off on BYU, Maybe. someone's going to pick him. Maybe. Now here is here is what I'm looking forward to most in terms of just a matchup on the court. Is Valparaiso has one of the best team defenses in the entire country, and BYU has the number six ranked offense in the entire country. This is you know powerful defense, powerful offense. Some, something you would think something has to give. So who can dictate the pace between those two sides? And that's what Kyle Collinsworth mentioned uh, the other day to Dave McCann, which is okay if we can play our style of play, which is get out and transition. When you played, when BYU plays, Anson, when BYU can run, they are effective. When they're stuck in the half court, it's tougher. Yeah, if you slow the game down and and, and make it a half court game, it causes BYU problems. I think if you can get out and run. BYU wants to play games where they can get on a fast pace and and get up shots. You know the the slow down, slow pace game is not to BYU's advantage. So the fact that Valpo scores at a high rate will be good for BYU tonight. And and Valparaiso defensively reminds me of St. Mary's. Really good uh, defensively. St. Mary's for the majority of the season was the number one field goal percentage defense in the country, meaning their opponents shoot a really low percentage. Valpo is number three in the country in that. They have a number guy, three. They have the number one shot blocker in the country. His name is Vashil Fernandez, number one ranked shot blocker of any college basketball player in America. So now more than ever, today more than ever, it seems like if BYU wants to get out and run and shoot threes, then it almost plays into their hands because they shoot a lot of three pointers. He doesn't allow a lot of points around the hoop as it is. So this BYU needs to make three pointers today. Yeah, absolutely. With the guy, he's six ten. He's long at the rim uh, with Vasile Fernandez, as you mentioned. BYU has to make outside shots. It's been rare where BYU has shot poorly and been able to win that game. At Gonzaga, three of seventeen. That was that's the exception. BYU has to be able to make threes if they're going to win tonight. Yeah, they're definitely not going it, to. It's going to be tough to win a game without hitting jump shots. You've seen them. That's what's kind of propelled them through wins these last few games is the fact they've hit shots late in games and done it at a high rate. Um, this could play into their hands. The fact that uh, their defense, their best Valpo's best defense is in the post and, and in the in the paint doesn't really matter to BYU. They're going to want to shoot threes and, and get out and, and shoot jump shots. So this will be good for them. I wonder with the, the increased health of Kyle Collinsworth, if there's not a little more pick and roll up top to bring Vasile Fernandez with Corbin Kafusi away from the bucket. And does Kyle uh, Davis maybe have an impact on the game underneath because he's not going to be guarded by Hernandez, I don't think. 
or Fernandez, excuse me, uh, I would think that Kyle Davis might have some openings underneath. But ultimately, it's all about the guard play for the Cougars. The guards have carried this team, and if BYU is going to win tonight, I think they need to do it again. There's no way that Valparaiso would try and institute a zone defense against a three-point heavy shooting team like BYU, correct? You would think so, but then again, you never know. The, I, <laughs> I see defensive schemes change all the time, so I, you can expect anything. Um, I, I definitely feel as if BYU's best attack would be to try and get him to foul trouble as early as possible. It'll be interesting to see how their defense changes when they don't have their man in the middle. What's the appropriate number of three-point attempts and makes? Like, is there a goal? When you played, Anson, and, and this was just last year, did you have, like, a team goal where, like, yeah, we want to shoot 40% from the three-point line and we want to take between 20 and 25 threes a game as a team? Like, did you set parameters or was it just however the pace of the game goes? We didn't necessarily set parameters. We knew we'd shoot a high level, a high volume of threes. If you could stay above the 40% range, that would be awesome. Um, that's, a, that's a great night. Um, very few teams lose shooting higher than 40% from the three. So that was never a, a matter of let's get X amount of shots. It was more of let's make majority of those shots. I'm also looking at this Valpo team, and to me, this is the best team left in the tournament. I think St. Bonaventure was probably the best, and then Valpo was right there. 29 wins on the season, Horizon League champs in the regular season for the last five years. They remind me of St. Mary's. Like, this is a good program. You know Valpo. Bryce Drew is their coach. He's the guy that hit that uh, elbow jumper in 98. Uh, he's been a good coach for them, young guy. They've got some skilled athletes. So, to me, this is a challenge, and Dave Rose was on our show Friday, And his body language was such that the message was, this is going to be a tough matchup for us. And that if BYU gets through this, that there will be a lesser opponent, in my opinion, waiting for them in the next round. So if BYU can win this tonight, they've got a real shot at winning the NIT title uh, on Thursday night. Absolutely. Valpo, long, athletic, defensive-minded. I said this this morning. I think the winner of this game, and I agree with Dave Rose, is going to win the NIT championship. I just George like Washington or San Diego State win. I think both of those teams don't match up well with BYU and San Diego State. They have some serious flaws. We can get into that more later, but you got to get through Valparaiso first. And I kind of feel like this is an NCAA tournament game with a first four feel. Like I could see BYU and Valparaiso playing each other in Dayton in the first four. <laughs> they're, they're two quality teams that could could win NCAA tournament games. Uh, definitely a great team. Uh, I think it's across the board this year for the NIT. They're all tournament-caliber teams that just so happened didn't make it. And Valpo is one of those teams that could have possibly caused problems in the NCAA tournament had they been there. So I'm interested to see how this game goes tonight. Yeah, in in a year where the uh, major teams, as opposed to the mid-major, got in, you're seeing a lot of these teams left in this this tournament. San Diego State thought they might be in. The Mountain West was one big league. Horizon, one big league. West Coast Conference, unfortunately, a one-bid league. And Valpo just beat St. Mary's by 16 at Valpo. They held the Gales to 13 points in the second half. Yeah, that's not good. That's some high-level analysis from me (laughs) that you've come to expect on this program. (laughs) That's not good. Valpo's a really good team, and and I said earlier on the the show this morning, to me this is the fourth-best team BYU's played all year. So that, that tells you how good they are. We've talked about Vichel Fernandez in terms of individual personnel for Valparaiso. A name you should know and remember tonight as you go into watching this game is Alec Peters, a guy that averaged 18.5 points a game, eight rebounds. He's long, athletic. Fran Fraschilla of ESPN said, hey, moving forward next year, I think he could be a guy like Doug McDermott. Doug McDermott played at Creighton and is now with the Chicago Bulls in his second year. He's an NBA caliber player. Yeah, th- this is a 6'9 guy that kind of plays the 3.5, maybe 4. Shoots a really high percentage, like you mentioned. 18 a game. Uh, averages like eight boards a game. He's shooting, in conference play, he shot 52% from the field, 
46% from three. Whoa. So he's he's a tall, lanky shooter. Who is your Y factor for tonight's BYU NIT game? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Still to come on this countdown to tip off edition of BYUSN. His jimmerness will be at Madison Square Garden cheering on the Cougars. He'll join us in 15 minutes, but first we check back in with Dave McCann live at Madison Square Garden. BYU Sports Nation countdown to tip off presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. It is a triple threat of hosts today Let's as we get set for the NIT semifinals. We can dribble, we can shoot, and I can't pass. I just shoot. I'm sorry. Triple threat <laughs> position. Coming up after our uh, after the game, uh, a post-game show live here on BYU TV. David McCann will have reaction. We'll have highlights as well. We'll have unbelievable analysis from Anson Winder uh, <laughs> after the game. So check it out. Post-game. So as soon as the game ends on ESPN, Flip back over to BYU TV, hang out with us. Jimmer Fredette will join us in 10 minutes as well as he gets set to watch his beloved BYU Cougars take on the Valparaiso Crusaders. Who's your Y factor for tonight's BYU NIT game and why? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At wise underscore guy says, uh, actually, we're going to go to at Big Bluey. Says the Y factor is Nick Emery. As goes his threes, so go the Cougars. Casey and Chase are constant, so Emery is the difference maker. Interesting. We'll tell you our picks coming up later on in the show. Now we go back to New York City, joined by BYU TV play-by-play specialist Dave McCann, who is courtside at Madison Square Garden. Dave, what's the feel you're getting from those three BYU seniors as they get set for what they hope isn't their last game, but might be? I think they're really enjoying this uh, this moment. We heard from uh, Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher this morning on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Nate Austin, I also talked to back at the hotel, and no one's played in more games uh, at BYU than Nate Austin in school history, and he knows that for sure this week that will come to an end. Hopefully not tonight, but tonight or Thursday night, and the Austin era will be over. And and uh, they're both all three full of gratitude for the experience. It's really amazing when you think where BYU basketball takes these guys, whether it's been overseas in the summertime trips uh, to the world's greatest arenas, including this one. Frank, our security guard over here, I asked him, he's been here 12 years. I said, what's the coolest thing you've seen here? He said, well, the Pope. And I said, okay, after the Pope, he said the Rangers in the playoffs. And, uh, and then the Knicks were a little bit further down the list. But, <laughs> but just putting BYU on their jersey, I asked him, I said, have the Knicks ever been, when's the last time they've been this bad? And he said, next year. I mean, that's a good answer. But uh, you put that BYU on your jersey, you go around the world. And for these three seniors, uh, that ending is coming here in the world's most famous arena and uh, I think they're full of gratitude and, and we'll talk to them after the game tonight and uh, get some more of their thoughts but uh, but Fisher's got to hit threes Kyle does all those things in between and Austin's got to give solid minutes coming in for Corbin Kafusi up against the 6'10 shot blocker for Valpo so all three seniors have very important roles here at Madison Square Garden tonight. Frank will be there all week. I think it's some comedy club uh, if we need him. But the, the two freshmen, Nick Emery and Zach Selyus, they've had a huge part of this NIT run. In fact, Zach Selyus averaging like 13 a game, hitting 56% from three. What do you expect from those two tonight on this big stage? 
I think they're just going to keep shooting. I think Emery has emerged as uh, as the guy on this team. Uh, and Kyle does his thing, and Fisher's got to hit his threes. But but Nick is the attitude, I think, that, that makes this place go. And, uh, and for no real reason other than he's a competitor because he's a freshman. But we've seen that in the handful of games in the West Coast Conference Tournament in Vegas, even in this tournament. And, uh, you know, in, in this place where, the, where Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks come out here and play, uh, nobody is excited to get a shot off faster than, than Emery in this <laughs> setting. He's played in a lot of big games. Uh, high school, you know, they won the national championship. But uh, I think he's going to do fine. And, and we talked about Zach earlier on BYU Sports Nation. He's just young enough, I think, to just come out and go, I just give me the ball and I want to shoot. And, uh, boy, he was big against Creighton. Probably the reason that they're even here today was his shooting in the absence of Collinsworth uh, and his overall effort with the flu. Dave McCann joining us from Madison Square Garden. This is Countdown to Tip-Off on BYU Sports Nation. At the top of the hour, BYU will take on Valparaiso in the NIT semifinals. As you watch Valparaiso warm up, Dave, what are your impressions of the Crusaders after seeing them as they get prepared for this big-time game in New York? I think they think they're going to win. I think they think they should have been in the big dance. They were the best team in the Horizon League, and you look at the statistics, and and they're off the charts as far as – them against their competition. Green Bay got them in their tournament. Um, they won 29 games. They come out here. I think they think they're the best team here. And uh, they've got a good coach and they've got a record to back it up. They don't have a lot of great impressive wins on their schedule, just like BYU. So that RPI wasn't enough to get them an at large bid into the big dance. But uh, they're a legit team. Maybe they're the best team, with the exception of Gonzaga, that BYU will play all season. But these last three wins for BYU would be huge RPI wins that would have got them in the big dance. So the Cougars are playing their best ball. Valpo thinks they're playing their best ball. And uh, unlike BYU, which I think knew after they lost to Gonzaga that they were destined for the NIT, Valpo thinks they should have been in the big dance, and they played like it in this tournament. Dave, great stuff. We'll check in with you again. Get that Y-Factor pick ready, man, because we're coming back with a fury. Uh, I got the winner. I got the winner coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Dave McCann with us in New York City as we count down to tip off between BYU and Valparaiso. Okay, we saw a live shot of Nick Emery. What did you guys notice? Those he's shorts, got, shorts. He's got the short shorts. The, the shorts, shorts are shorter. He, he said on Sunday <laughs> that if he had over 200 retweets, 200, he should have done 500, 200 retweets that he would wear shorts like Zach Selyus, man of his word. Look at those short shorts. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got those tights on, but those... I he, and he's a guy that usually wears long shorts. Yeah. Are they Zach's actual shorts, I wonder? Or did he just give them a pair of his Zach's own? wearing Zach's blue shorts? <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope not. Come on. Like, Zach needs his own, right? Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, well, whatever. It, what he didn't do, though, is roll it. Now, Zach Selyus, the key to his is rolling twice. Then they're extra short. Why roll your shorts tw- twice? Listen, he shoots 50% from <laughs> three. True. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, at that point, do you care? If I knew I was going to shoot 50% from the three, I probably would roll my shorts three times. Not just two, maybe three times. If it's a double roll day, it's a good day. We'll, <laughs> look, for the, we'll look for that from Zach. Jeremy, that's the first valid point you've made in 113 days. <laughs> Get out of here, man. <laughs> for the first time in the postseason, BYU head coach Dave Rose and his staff have had several days to prepare for a team this time around. It's the Valparaiso Crusaders. But you wonder, will the players, will the freshmen, will the seniors be ready for the bright lights of the city that never sleeps? BYU TV's Kathy Aiken has that story. 
From Provo, Utah, to the bright and very big lights of New York City, the BYU Cougars are about to tip it off in Madison Square Garden. I just can't wait to say that I've played there. Senior Nate Austin is the only current Cougar to have played there before. It was 2013 when BYU lost to Baylor in the NIT semifinals. Going to a place that has a lot of history, you know, one of the best basketball venues, you know, in, in the world. What are you telling your team about playing in Madison Square Garden? You get past Space Jam and you get past, you know, the All-Star Games and all the, the movies that have been filmed in there. And, and uh, I think that uh, that evening the guys will be fine and ready to roll. Thanks to several days of preparation, the Cougars are ready to roll against a very different team in Valparaiso. What do you know about Valparaiso today that you didn't know a few days ago? First question is, where are they and, and what city are they in? And they're in Valparaiso, Indiana, so that's one thing I learned. Rose also said he learned Valpo's offense is similar to Gonzaga's with their foreman, Alec Peters, the top scorer. Defensively, they're more like St. Mary's. But their defense is, is built on a really athletic front line, and then their, their guards are, are really disciplined in how they play. Uh, they're a physical defensive team. I think they should have been in the NCAA tournament. They're, they're a really good team. A team Fisher nearly transferred to. It was between BYU and Valpo when he transferred from Wake Forest. It was three years ago, but it was, came down between BYU and Valpo, so it's interesting. Fisher said tonight's game is a battle of two polar opposites. BYU's run and gun versus Valpo's slow it down style of play. And whoever imposes their will, will win. Technically it's a defensive game for both of us. They want to really play good D and we want to play defense so we can get on offense. Uh, it's kind of how we roll. The Cougars are hoping Kyle Collinsworth is back to full strength after battling the flu last week. Rose said at this late stage of the season, energy and chemistry are just as important as preparation. We've got to continue to get um, so much production from so many guys. We had five guys in double figures the other night. For me, I'm just playing loose and free. And as a team, we're really confident too. We beat three really good teams and uh, it's an exciting way to end our season. Kathy Aiken, BYU TV Sports. Thank you, Kathy. If the Cougars win tonight, Coach Rose hopes to get the players out tomorrow so they can enjoy some more of the touristy attractions around New York City and the Big Apple. But I think they're just the, – the mentality has been, hey, win and you get to play another game. And that's still true. Well, I don't know what they can do after Thursday. But, hey, win <laughs> and you get to play another game. Well, Dave will be at the Final Four this weekend. Um, Lexi Reynolds, by the way, invited to the three-point competition. Um, very cool. Yeah, how that. cool is that? A couple things I learned in that. One is that offensively, Valpo reminds Dave Rose of Gonzaga. Okay, Defensively, St. Mary's, like we talked about. And then the other is that you're Chase Fisher's former roommate, I think current roommate too, that it came down to BYU and Valpo in his transfer decision. Yeah, I mean, it's a small world to think that you know he could easily be wearing a Valpo jersey right now. So, I mean, it, I'm, we're lucky to have him, for one, and I think he made a good decision. Does think he, about this. Does he how- pay rent on time, by the way? <laughs> oh, yes, and... You know, it's due on the first. You know, I'm, and he knows that, or I come knocking. I don't know where he lives. <laughs> he's got so. a st- he's got a stipend, so that helps. Yeah. How glad as BYU fans are you to have Chase Fisher playing on BYU's side tonight and not for Valparaiso? No, just knowing that he has the potential to just go nuts in yeah. any game. I mean, yeah, I, I expect Chase to have a nice game tonight. He's averaged 22 a game in the NIT. He's been BYU's leading scorer this year. I challenge his consistency at the beginning of the year. He's probably been BYU's most consistent player. Oh, definitely. And, you know, we've, we've hit times throughout the year where we've realized that Chase, BYU kind of goes as Chase goes. You know, when he has his big games, BYU usually wins. And I don't think that'll be any different tonight. If Gonzaga offensively is, is Valpo, then this Alec Peters cat, he is the Kyle Wilcher 
of that offense. Okay, they don't have an off. They don't have a Demontis Sabonis uh, kind of guy defensively. Yes, but offensively, no. So the the four in, uh, four out, one in kind of offense is what you'll see tonight. Again, some things to keep in mind. That BYU offense matched up against the Valparaiso defense. A top 10 offense against a top 10 defense. Interesting statistic here. BYU's guards, starting guards, average 60 points a game between those three. Valpo is giving up 62 points per game. That's the matchup to me. If BYU's guards can do their thing, then I think BYU wins this game. If not, and it, uh, it's going to be trouble. I think BYU needs to get into the 70s to be able to win this. If it's in the 60s, that's the kind of Valpo, that's the game Valpo wants to play. Definitely, and I'm, we know, as Coach Rose knows, he wants to score in the 70s and 80s. And if BYU, I don't think Valpo's played a team like BYU yet this year. It's such a fast-paced and fast-tempo team. To, so if BYU can get out and run and, and play their style of play and, and hit shots, I expect it to be a high-scoring game. Two other top ten offenses play in the Horizon League in Oakland and Green Bay, but uh, Roger Powell. Yeah, he uh, said that BYU is different than those teams. Yep. So yeah, BYU presents a different challenge, and he said he was losing sleep over thinking about Fisher, Emery, and Collinsworth. So that's always a good thing when the opponent's <laughs> coaching staff is losing sleep. Now here is the thing, I, and I specifically asked Jerem this uh, during our pre-production meeting: is what is Valparaiso's three-point field goal percentage defense? Where is that ranked in the country? And I think you said number in the 76. 76. So there will be some opportunity for BYU to score from the perimeter, which is their forte against a really good defense. Like if there's a weakness in that Valpo defense, it's maybe the three-point line. It's away from Vasil Fernandez, who leads the nation in blocks. So if BYU can get some openings on the outside, I, I think they'll have success tonight. Oh, they definitely – the strength of their defense is in the paint. Uh, I, I see that they provide a lot of help defense, um, a lot of driving to the paint. They control that very well. Uh, three-point line, they're not guarding as well as we would think, having ranked, being so ranked so high in defense. So I expect there to be some gaps and some holes for Beauty to get some threes off. Let's get some of your tweets in and go to the Twitter machine. Who is your Y factor for tonight's... Who's your Y factor for tonight's BYU NIT game and why? At Toshalin19 says, my Y factor is Nick Emery. Let it rain. Hashtag Emery, and she has the three for the Middle E. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) By the way, TJ Haas is home. Uh, Grandpa Ralph, Father Marty have tweeted some pictures he doesn't look, uh, you know, crazy thin or crazy fat. Look, looks like he's going to be ready to go in October. At J Dubois uh, fifty six, Mister Fisher seven threes. That'd be good news for BYU. More of your Y Factor picks and ours, but first, Jimmer Fredette live in New York. Need we say more? This is BYU Sports Nation countdown to tip off. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Anson Winder broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is Countdown to Tip-Off for the NIT semifinals in Madison Square Garden. Tip-Off in 30 minutes and 35 seconds on ESPN and right here on BYU Radio as well. Coming up Saturday, it's our Countdown to uh, LDS General Conference Special, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Elder S. Gifford-Nielsen. Uh, a general authority with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, former BYU quarterback. He will join us. Uh, we will have a show. It's not a pregame show to General Conference, but we like to act like it is. We have talked to Dave McCann a couple of times, BYU TV play-by-play man who is courtside at Madison Square Garden. We'll check in with him in a bit, discuss our Y-Factor picks, what you think as well from tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. But moments before we began this countdown to tip off live on air tonight, we spoke with the BYU legend and 2016 D-League 
All-Star MVP Jimmer Fredette as he travels to Madison Square Garden to watch the BYU Cougars. Here is that conversation. Jimmer Fredette joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jimmer, nice to have you back on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, glad to be, I'm glad to be back with you guys. Thanks for having me. What kind of BYU fan garb are you wearing tonight to the game? <laughs> I wish I had a bunch of BYU gear. I needed someone to, to hook me up because I didn't have a whole lot here in, in Westchester. My, my wardrobe is pretty limited around here. Just have the essentials, and uh, right now I don't have a shirt, so hopefully uh, someone will hook me up when I get to the game. <laughs> You're shirtless right now? Is that what you said? <laughs> exactly. No shirt at all. Just going straight there. Straight skins, baby. <laughs> Wander over to Rucker Park after. Dude, why don't you wear your uh, your Knicks jersey tonight? Not the the New York Knicks jersey. That would be yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh man, no, I can't. I couldn't do that, man. I don't want to or anything. I just I just want to I just want to enjoy my time watching the game. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette with us. As you as you had a chance to talk to the guys on uh, Sunday night, I believe during their team dinner, correct? Yeah, yeah, I did. What kind of things did you say to them, or did you have you have a chance to give them advice in, in postseason play? If so, what were those conversations like? You know, yeah, I didn't talk to them too much about the game. I just wanted to go in and just kind of relax and just have a good time with them. Um, I think they know obviously how important the game is. They played in a couple pre uh, postseason games now. Um, but it's going to be different in the garden. You know, I just told them to relax, have fun, enjoy, enjoy it as much as they possibly can, and just leave it all out on the floor. Just play as hard as you can. And I know if you play as hard as you can, you can make up for a lot of mistakes um, that you make and, and still come up on victory. So, um, you know, just tell them to play as hard as they can and just have fun. As a guy who's played several games in there, what makes it so special? Uh, it, it's an amazing arena. It's my favorite arena to play in. Um, when you come out, the lights are so bright, and it just makes you feel like you're on a stage. You know, it, it doesn't make it doesn't seem like you're on a basketball court. It seems like you're on a stage and you're performing for the people that are out there watching. The you know the the whole arena is dim except for the the court, and uh, they're one of the first arenas to ever do that. Um, so it's just got a great vibe. I mean, the energy of the, just going into the building. There's tons of people outside just walking around you know, on, on the street and waiting for the buses and see the teams come in. And then, uh, obviously, there's tons of people in the stands, and they go crazy. They just want to see a good show in New York. So it's, a, it's an amazing arena. Jimra, having played in so many big games, how do you mentally prepare for something like this tonight? I think the biggest thing is that you just got to approach it like every other game. I mean, you can't, you know, necessarily put it on a pedestal and make it more important than others because uh, the biggest thing is that sometimes if you do that, you can end up pressing too much. And uh, when you start pressing too much, you do you try to do things that you're not necessarily comfortable or capable of doing. You just got to continue to play your game, let the game come to you, you know, kind of feel out how it's going to be, especially in the beginning. Um, but like I said, if you play hard, you know, you can cover up a lot of mistakes that you might make just because of the little nerves that you have. But as soon as you start playing, you know, a couple minutes into it, it's just a normal basketball game, and I think that they'll find that out quickly. Jimmer Fredette with us on BYU Sports Nation. Countdown to tip off from the semifinals of the NIT in Madison Square Garden. Jimmer, this is a story of a top 10 offense nationwide in BYU against a top 10 defense. Where do you think BYU has an advantage tonight against a team like Valparaiso? Yeah, I, know I haven't really watched Valparaiso play all that much, um, but I've heard that they're a very, very talented team. Uh, they really defend, play really well. You know, and obviously BYU offensively, um, they're very talented. They get up and down. They play just as fast as anybody else in the country. Um, so that's where they're going to have to do it. They're, they're going to have to push the tempo. They're going to have to make sure to play at their pace and not have Valpaiso's pace. Um, you know, get out in transition, shoot a lot of threes, 
make it an up-tempo game. And I think if they can do that, you know, obviously it plays into their favor. Jimmer, we'll get Anson's thoughts on this, but how does the dynamic of I want to continue playing this season, you know, season on the line kind of dynamic play into uh, the mentality of a player in a game like this? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's do or die. So you go out there with mentality that I have, I'm going to do anything I possibly can to, to win the game. And, uh, you know, for me as a player, it's, you know, whatever you can do, it doesn't necessarily have to be you scoring the basketball. If you can make an impact in other ways, like rebounding the basketball, or defending their best player, shut someone down, you know, diving on loose balls. I mean, everybody has to have that mentality to be successful in the postseason. Um, so it's important that everybody puts, um, you know, their best foot forward and, and does whatever it takes as a team to, to make the, the, the game work. Jim, the most important question, where are you sitting tonight? Are you in Spike Lee's seats or what? <laughs> I, I wish. I talked to Spike, and he wouldn't give up his seats tonight. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I won't be, I won't be there. But, uh, you know, I, don't, I honestly don't know where they'll have me sitting. I'm just going to pick up my tickets. I will call, and then I'll, I'll sit wherever, I'm, wherever they have me. Uh, you know, they have me. So, I'm, ex- I'm excited to just be in the building just to watch the game. But hopefully there's some pretty good seats. Talking with Jimmer Fredette on BYU Sports Nation. Meanwhile, you still have your own professional career going on with the Westchester Knicks game last night. You have a game tomorrow, I believe. How are things going uh, in the NBA D-League for you? Things are going uh, very well. You know, we're making the playoff push, and we just have to win one more game, um, you know, to make the playoffs, and that's something that the Westchester Knicks haven't done. Um, so it'll be exciting to be able to, to be a part of that, you know, if we take care of business. Um, but we've had a successful year. Our team's been really, really good all year. We've had a good group of guys. You know, myself, uh, I've been able to continue to develop and to kind of show what I, showcase what I can do again. Um, so it's been a great confidence booster for, for myself to be able to know that I can go on a night-in, night-out basis and be consistently good. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been really uh, fun to be a part of that. So hopefully it'll, you know, help in my future and my career, wherever that may be. Jimmer, it's been fun to watch the A-list celebrities that show up in Westchester. I think Floyd Mayweather came to watch one of your teammates, uh, maybe slash you. Ben Stiller showed up. Uh, who, who else has showed up, and what's it like to perform in front of those guys? Yeah, um, you know, there, there's been a lot of people um, that have come to games. Uh, you know, Teresa Witherspoon, who was a WNBA legend, uh, she comes to a lot of different games. And uh, obviously, like you said, Ben Stiller and, and Floyd have been just some games, so there's some people that you wouldn't expect to, to be in the Westchester County Center watching a D League game, but they um, <laughs> they've come to support, and uh, you know it's awesome. it's been awesome to be able to have that, and um, you know I've been able to meet all of them, and uh, they're all you know really nice people, and I'm appreciative that they come and just support our team. Jimmer, I just had this thought pop into my head. I'm guessing that maybe somebody, some BYU fan, will have a Jimmer Fredette BYU jersey on tonight. Maybe maybe they would let you borrow that if you need some BYU fan stuff. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, I would I would hope that if I go up and ask him for the jersey that they would lend me. They would lend it to me. You know, I'd be like, I own that jersey. So hey, you got to make That's sure mine. to let me get that. I'll give you my shirt. <laughs> BYU's got some young guns tonight that will be featured. Uh, guys like Nick Emery and Zach. Sellis. What have you What have you thought of the play of those freshmen so far this year? Uh, they've been great. They've been really, really, uh, you know, an integral part of uh, this team this year. Nick and Zach have both shot the ball really, really well, um, you know, and have just really pushed the pace and uh, have been very, very good as freshmen. And obviously at this point in the, the season, it seems like they're not really freshmen anymore. They're turning the corner. They've played enough games where they, they know how to play and they know, you know, where they're going to get their shots and how they can be successful to help the team. But they've been uh, – 
great. And I think that the development of them being more consistent on a nightly and night-out basis is something they've gotten better at and they'll continue to get better at. Jim, after getting a taste of kind of the young guns for BYU now, what are your expectations for the future? I think that they have a bright future. You know, I talked to Coach about this actually uh, when I was there on Sunday. He thinks that, you know, they have a good core group of guys that will be able to, to be back with, uh, you know, T.J. Hawes coming back and Eric is coming back. And obviously they got uh, uh, Nick still there. And guys that are going to be around for a little bit, little while together that they can really build around. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see how they progress. Obviously they all played together in high school, so they know each other. They've played really well together before and uh you know i think the future is very very bright and i'm excited to see how it goes jimmer great to talk to you as always we wish you the best of luck uh with the westchester Knicks as you push forward and go cougs tonight yeah thank you very much i appreciate it can't wait go cougs jimmer fredette on the deseret first credit union hotline deseret first your values your timeline your financial future there are very few people in this world jim that can just call jimmer jim i'll probably have to hear about it later like hey don't don't do that on, the, on television. Don't call me by my name. James. <laughs> James Taft. No, if you have Everyone that relationship, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, like, I don't mind it. Does He I, doesn't mind it. Whatever. <laughs> get that guy a shirt on. What, he's going bare-chested. Somebody, somebody in New York that's wearing a Jimmer Fredette jersey, find him and give it to him. That would him. be hilarious. Yes. What a story that would make. Yeah, I gave my Jimmer Fredette jersey to Jimmer Fredette so he could wear his jersey <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. said he gave me one of his shoes or something. Make it happen. BYU, back to the NIT Final Four for the fourth time in program history. Who is your wife factor? We make our picks next. Plus, Dave McCann chats with ESPN analyst Fran Fraschilla, who will call the game tonight. What does Fran think BYU has to do to win this game against Valpo? Stay with us. 20 minutes, baby. BYU Sports Nation's Countdown to Tip-Off, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Anson Winder live from Studio B. Not tonight, but any other night, you can catch the rebroadcast of our morning BYUSN live at 6 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget, after the game on ESPN, the NIT semifinal coming up, ESPN BYU Radio. Tune back into BYU TV. We'll have post-game coverage with Dave McCann, interviews, reaction, analysis, from Provo and Madison Square Garden. Twitter question today, who is your why factor for tonight's BYU-NIT game and why? We'll give you our why factor picks in just a little bit, as will Dave McCann, live from Madison Square Garden. In fact, Dave is now with ESPN's Fran Fraschella, who will call the game tonight on the mothership. Here is that interview. All right, Fran, who's going to win this tonight? Oh, man, you put me on a spot. Uh, should be a great game. Um, BYU, the explosive offense, getting up and down the floor. Valpo's got some guys that can score, but they've, they've been one of the best defensive teams in the country. So I'm excited about two teams that really have finished the season strong, want to keep playing, are playing in the world's most famous arena. And it uh, should be a great game uh, 50 years after the Cougs won the NIT in 1966. So I've been doing my homework. Yes, you have. For yeah. a coach, when you see freshmen like Nick Emery and Zach yeah. he's come along and produce, yes. how big of a deal is that for this program? Well, it's great at the end of the year. You know, I was just talking to some of the um, uh, BYU staff to, to have Kyle be out last week with the flu and play maybe not up to his standards. And to see guys like uh, Zach step up, Nick, of course, Nick was so good in the Mountain in the in the WCC tournament as well. At the end of the year, to get postseason experience like this and, and potentially win a championship, I think is is huge for them and for all the guys that are coming back. 
on next year's team. As a former coach, mm -hmm. and, and when I'm listening to you broadcast, uh -huh. it sounds like you're still a coach. Oh, yeah. What's oh, yeah. the big difference between being an analyst and a head coach? Um, you know, well, first of all, I'm, I'm undefeated. <laughs> and secondly, when I do a game, if it's, as a matter of fact, if it's between two of my good friends like last week, Dave Rose and Greg McDermott, no matter how good a game it is, all I'm doing is thinking, man, I hope Applebee's stays open until 10. <laughs> and I, 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 I want to report that the Applebee's in Provo did stay open till 10. And so it's great after a game when you broadcast. You don't have the highs or lows, certainly. But to rehash the game with some of the guys on the crew um, is really fun for me because I, I love the game of basketball. And I can still coach it as a broadcaster. I just don't get the win or the loss. That's right. both good and bad. Let's stay undefeated tonight. Have a good I'm call. I'm going to do my best. All right. Thanks, okay. Fran. Back to you. And the crazy thing is, is that he was, he's not lying. He really was at Applebee's after the game that night because I saw him there. <laughs> I was there. We all know that the city shuts down after 9 o'clock and Applebee's is all that's open. So that's a, that's a gathering. We've said Applebee's like four times now. I think we've sent an invoice. Yes. Absolutely we should. Thank you, Applebee's, for the generous contribution. Okay, that's five. <laughs> Jeez. Who is your Y factor for tonight's BYU NIT game and why? At Spencer Rosenhan says, if Zach Selyus wears long sleeves and Nick wears short shorts, it can't affect their game at all unless they were joking, which doesn't answer the Y factor question, but <laughs> Zach, Zach and Nick? We know that Nick is wearing the short shorts. Um, we don't know whether Zach is wearing the long sleeves. That's, that would be an ode to Nick Emery. Now, one matchup I am going to watch, a Y factor and a V factor, if you will, for the Valparaiso Crusaders. Nice. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kyle Collinsworth against Alec Peters. Now, will Collinsworth guard Peters straight up because they're about the same. I think Kyle's kind of that lockdown defender that generally Dave can rely on if their big guy, like Wiltshire, yes. is a taller scorer. Yeah, I think that he'll start on Alec Peters. What do you think, Ian? I think he'll... Definitely start on him, and we'll see a mix of defenses from double teaming to throwing maybe a Kyle Davis on him to maybe cause some problems. But uh, I don't expect one one person to guard him the whole night. It'll definitely be a, an array of defenses. He's kind of a three, three-and-a-half stretch four, so Collinsworth uh, can hang with him. But the question there, and this happened against Gonzaga, if you get an early foul, that's trouble because then if you get two, you're out for the rest of the half. At BYU, Teddy Bear 89 says the BYU bigs, Kafusi, Austin, and Davis need to own the paint in points and boards. We control the paint, shooters score. How much can BYU's bigs do against a very talented front line of Valpo? Our Y Factor picks up next. We disclose the goods next on Countdown to Tip-Off, live on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. We have talked about it basically the entire show. Now it's time to reveal our Y Factor's for the NIT semifinal game between BYU and Valparaiso, set to tip off in roughly 12 minutes. And the, uh, ten and a half, actually. We're, we're that much closer, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, go. yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when you look at the Y factor, we developed this a couple years ago in Countdown to Kickoff. Generally, it's, it's not the main guy, but we've wiped that out. Anyone is eligible. Like in football, we say Taysom Hill's not eligible or Tanner Mink. Everyone's eligible in this situation. And, and – we get a certain amount of picks, and you pick one guy, and you argue your point. Uh, in the post game, we'll reveal who that Y factor was. Let's start this off by going to New York City, New York City, and getting Dave McCann's <laughs> Y factor pick from Madison Square Garden. 
Well, guys, it's been well documented. I didn't get one Y factor right during the entire football season. But tonight, I believe, is my night. And I think the key player tonight is going to be Kyle Davis. For one, he's assigned to deal with Alec Peters, who's the best player on Valpo's team. He scored over 20 points in the last seven straight games. So Davis is going to start defending Peters, and how that goes could very well be how this game goes. Kyle's got to play defense. He's got to rebound. He's got to finish at the rim. He had 18 points against Creighton, made seven of his nine shots. He needs that kind of game, but most importantly, he's got to defend against Peters, knock him off his game, and then the Cougars could be in business. Kyle Davis will be the Y factor should BYU win tonight. Guys? All right, thanks, Dave. Now we learned something interesting there. Okay. Kyle Davis is going to start Kyle. on Alec Peters. How about that? Okay. He's going to have to guard a very athletic big, see what he can do. Maybe Collinsworth gets switched over to him at some point. I don't know. It's nice that Dave Rose mm. even has that option. So Dave McCann goes with Kyle Davis as his Y factor pick. Anson Winder, who are you going with? Oof. You know, it's tough because there's so many. But I, I'm going to go with Chase Fisher. I think the Roommate! Way, yeah, I think the way, the way he's played these last few games has just been unbelievable. It's the senior leadership that you'd want um, out of your guys. He's, he's just provided that spark, that energy late in games. And you needed someone to make big plays towards the end, and he's provided that on a, on a day-to-day basis. So I, he's definitely in my vote for The most consistent scorer for BYU all season. Absolutely. 18 a game. Yeah, like, like you mentioned, 22 a game in the NIT. I like that pick a lot. But it's not the right pick. <laughs> the right pick is Nicholas Emery. 16 a game in the NIT. 16 a game this season. He's not a freshman anymore. It's the end of his freshman season. He has learned a lot. A BYU freshman record, 94 three-pointers. I think that he's ready to go. He's, he played in big-time games in high school. Uh, this is a big stage, ESPN, primetime, Madison Square Garden, and he's got the short shorts, baby. Did you change it because of the shorts? Short sh- No, I'm, I'm all in, baby. <laughs> Nick Emery will be tonight's Y Factor. How in the world has Kyle Collinsworth not been selected <laughs> at this point? The dude <clears throat> leads BYU all-time in rebounds and assists and has an NCAA record 12 triple-doubles. Oh, he's healthy, too. Kyle Collinsworth is going to be the Y factor. There's no other answer. Than other. Oh, there's he's, another answer. Yeah, there's a couple, but guy. I think I'm right. I, he's the guy. Kyle Collinsworth leads this BYU team tonight as the Y factor. And are we, do we have something on the line? Should we distribute some sort of miniature trophy to the Y factor winner for the NIT finals? We don't have a budget for that. <laughs> what? what, 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 what? But you know what all this means, by the way. Zach Sellers is going to be the Y factor now oh, because we didn't. Or, or, or Corbin <laughs> Kafusi, we didn't pick him. Yeah, Corbin's like, I'm going to get me something. No. Yeah, they're listening in. Like, no way. I hope not. We are seven <laughs> minutes from tip off on ESPN between BYU and Valparaiso at Madison Square Garden, New York City. The NIT semifinals. The winner will advance to play either San Diego State or George Washington. That game following BYU and Valpo tonight. Our Twitter question today, who will be the why factor tonight for BYU and why? Let's go to at wise guy. Okay, again, this is, uh, not, has nothing to do with the question. I love these random tweets. <laughs> Jimmer Fredette is going with no shirt on, so everyone can see the number two painted on his chest. Is that a shout-out to Zach Selyus? That, that's Zach Selyus. That would be wow. if it was number two. So th- that's a roundabout way. That might be the – so you're picking – wise guy's picking Zach Selyus. Yeah, Listen, there are lots of picks, but you know we didn't say the A fact. We said the Y factor, whatever. But at <laughs> KT uh, Cyril Bear, something like that. Y factor, our defense. We hold them to sixty-five and we win. Go Cougs. 
I, I want, yeah, will the BYU defense win this game or will the BYU offense win this game? I think that the BYU offense has to insert itself against this top 10 Valpo defense. I don't know about you guys. How many points in the paint do you realistically anticipate for BYU tonight, Anson? Um, you know, I, I think you had a great pick with, uh, or whoever picked, who picked Kyle Davis? Dave McKenna. Dave, McKenna. Dave McKenna had a yep. great pick with Kyle Davis, and I could see him definitely having a good game tonight, but I'd say about 20 to 25 points in the paint tonight. They had 40 against Creighton in their last game, which was a lot. Yeah, it's not going to be 40 tonight unless Vasil Fernandez is in, in uh, foul Serious trouble. Serious foul trouble or something yeah. like that. And may, Obviously, that might be part of the game plan to get him in foul trouble. It wouldn't hurt BYU's chances to win the game, that's for sure. But recapping our Y-Factor picks, Dave McCann goes to Kyle Davis. Anson Weiner chooses his former roommate, Chase Fisher. Because Cur- Chase no, probably black- blackmail you if, if you didn't. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'd be scared to sleep at night if I didn't pick him, right? <laughs> I might be scared to sleep at night, period. This is Chase is my roommate. Yeah. Jaren with Nick Emery, and I go with Kyle Collinsworth. Let's get to our Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout on our countdown to tip-off? I say the whole team. They, they need the karma. They get the Rise and Shout. They get everything so that they can win this game against a good Valpo team and play Thursday for the NIT title. Win to play another day. It's only relevant for one more game. BYU survives tonight. They get to play for a championship, and they have no hardware since joining the West Coast Conference in any capacity. Let's win, baby. Just win. Hey, thanks to Dave McCann, Fran Fischilla, Jimmer Fredette, and all of our guests, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. And thanks to the golden tones of Anson Winder for hanging out with us for the entire show. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> the golden tones. I love Check it. out the post game once the game ends on ESPN. Flip back over to BYU TV. We will recap it all. Shout out to TJ Hawes for Jeremy Anson. I'm Spencer. We'll see you soon. Let's go. Let's go.